Hello, Film God Podcast listeners. Woo-hoo. Big up. Um, bank holiday weekend over here in the UK. Um, and what a week. It was two new number spots, one in Ireland and the other out in Russia. And this weekend we got a new number one. I think our sixth, seventh number one out in Nigeria. So thank you to all the Nigerian film family podcast listeners. Like just massive, massive love. Um, it's the beginning of September. Like I can't believe how fast this year is actually flying by, and how slowly lockdown felt like it was going. Um, but it's this just another amazing app with another amazing person who um, it's just brilliant at what they do has such passion and love for the role that they do um and for any aspiring cast and directors and even just for directors and and actors to to hear how it works and to get little tips and tricks and nuggets um of advice it's a defo must listen so come share the episode follow us on instagram at film god podcast um and at time scheduler um enjoy the app let's get started so um hello good morning good afternoon good evening ladies and gents of the film gods podcast listener world what's up um so this this podcast as you know it's from kind of bottom to top of call sheet but there's going to be loads of departments and loads of people that i just hadn't even thought of and the serendipitousness the um of having this department that we're going to talk to today it was like two days before someone went oh can you interview someone in this department and then the wonderful mike lavelle who has his own app so go check him out without even knowing just said to me oh my god you got to talk to this person because they're amazing so we are here with this amazing person we're going to have a great chat um and enough from me because you haven't come on here to listen to my my voice um We'll get straight into it. What is your name and what is your role on the call sheet? My name is Emma Garrett and I'm a casting director, sometimes casting producer on the call sheet, depending. What's the difference? Sounds very fruity. Um, The difference is uh, if it's more sort of real people, I tend to get a casting producer, um, which basically means I just... I have to talk to them more and um, kind of get them ready for the process. But yeah, that's my, that's my title. Nice. And what does being a casting director mean to you? Um, for me, I love the idea of opportunity and giving other people opportunities. And I nice. think depending on the projects you're working on, um, you know, especially with commercials, that still is uh, a very fast way of an actor earning a lovely chunk of money. Mm. Um, and I, I, I love meeting new people. Um, and I just think it's a really uh, great thing to be able to be behind the scenes and watch someone develop or watch someone do their best job. So I really enjoy that. Amazing. So I guess for those people that don't know your process at mm. what point do you come into a project how do you like, do you just have like a list of people that are part of your books do you just find students how does it how does that whole casting directing world work 
Sure. Um, it can be uh, very last minute, um, especially at the moment, there's a lot of last minute jobs. But usually the sort of general process would be I would get a call from a producer who um, has either worked with me before or someone very kindly has recommended me. Thank you, everyone. Word of mouth. Um, and they will either have the money in place for the talent or they'll be contacting me, asking me for a quote. Um, about what the talent should receive and we try and obviously give the talent as much money as possible Yay. Um, useful and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's my job and then um, obviously from that point it's about reading treatments getting casting briefs and my first point of call would always be to ask the director if he or she has any kind of favorites mm -hmm. um, or anyone they're thinking for the job but also going through my sort of back catalogue as it were um, and thinking of people and then putting breakdowns out on spotlight and searching for people but obviously uh, there's a lot of kind of minutiae depending on the breakdown especially if it's for real people yeah. um, then that's a whole different process um, and if it's very kind of comedy based which I love doing comedy um, then I approach that slightly differently as well but that's okay. the kind of rule process and then you're you're because you know i guess people are gonna you know they go to film school they go to media college they go to all these kind of places and you're even getting on a film set what was your process then of going oh i'm a casting director you know what was that how how does that suddenly become a thing in your head did you did you start off working in casting before or what how what was your route in i don't think i still believe that I'm a casting <laughs> When, you know, you're at a party, you yeah. know, the, the, oh, the terrible small talk. So what do you do? Well, um, kind of, yeah, so I cast things. I find myself saying I cast things. <laughs> oh, goodness me. And my wife gets really angry. She's like, say your title, you're a casting director. Um, so, Is she really proud of it? Is she like, oh, my wife's a casting director? Well, I think you know she, she's fine with me. She's happy with me. She married me, so that's that's Yay. enough. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, well, I don't know the point when I realised that I was a casting director, but I think it was the point whereby I sort of no longer needed uh, a helping hand in order to kind of get a job. I was getting jobs off my own merit, but I, yeah. I started basically by doing a work experience at Spotlight. But before nice. then I had been um, a failed actress, which was just amazing. I was, okay. I was terrible. How, how, how failed, how failed are we talking? Did you get on screen? Did you, what, where, where'd you go? I was talking one ep of Call the Midwife. Come which, on! Out of all the things I could have done, it's the one thing that just will never die. Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm fine, call the midwife. And so occasionally I'll get caught out and I'll get a text saying, oh, was that you in the double pregnancy suit? Which is fine, because I'm glad they so made were you it. one of the, were you, which episode? Because my, 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 my wife and my mum, they love oh, all I the midwives. I can't remember, I couldn't possibly tell you. But, Stop um, it, you know you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not this isn't I'm not cut out for this I'd rather I'd rather find the person and mm -hmm. I found myself going to the theatre and always thinking oh who else could play that role that I would you know I'd love to see in that nice. role and then I yeah I got a work experience at Spotlight as soon as I left drama school which was a huge sign obviously that I just completely wanted to kind of sidestep and um, I remember I turned up at Spotlight for two weeks unpaid work but thank you Spotlight it's very kind um, and I was 
at the bottom. I was really nervous and, you know, I'm buzzed in. They said, okay, to the top floor. Oh, no. Um, you can take the stairs or the lift. I remember thinking, oh, you know, I'll take the stairs because you always think you're going to bump into someone in the lift that you don't want to see or that you don't know. So by the time I got to the top, I was just sweating. Oh, so, no. If the work experience, um, and they're like, um, did you did you take the stairs? You're like, yeah. They're like, oh no, I'm not sure it's going to work out. <laughs> oh, she put the stairs. Oh gosh, she's the stairs. Yeah. Oh gosh, she's the stairs. <laughs> Embarrassing. So, and then I sat in a darkened room, um, dried off, and basically it was just filing papers for weeks. And then eventually they let me down to like where it all happens, which was on the um, the casting studio floor, and they just sort of threw me in. There was a list of names, so many screaming kids and people auditioning and just a, a, a pen and a paper, basically. And it was like, just, you know, just run it. And I had to um, run the waiting room. And that's where I started. And then 10 years later, um, I, I, you know, I'm my own thing. I'm a casting director. So I, I sort of found my niche there because nobody had time to read in with actors. So they had mm. some quite high profile talent coming in to read and I would end up reading with them, which was oh, a really nice. good learn um and i guess the acting background would have given you a great because you know as an ad and one of the other ad said it's like one of the worst things that you can do on set when you're on a drama and you're feeding lines is actually give a performance because then they're feeding off you and if you haven't had the training all of a sudden you're like oh you know it's something 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 and they're like oh god you know you can just see on camera these actors like who am yeah. i feeding off here so yeah, that must yeah. have been a great that little niche. Once actually, I threw an actor off, um, and I'll never forget it. It was a, a definite t oh. teachable moment. Oh no! Um, what happened? Tell us. Yeah, I, I it was. Um, I won't name names, but yeah, no, I got no. way too into it. <laughs> 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 totally forgot what you know why I was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just ended up throwing like a glass of water in his face. I can't believe that you cheated yeah. on me. <laughs> Smash! And <laughs> see, was that good for you? It was yeah, great. I'm happy. I'm happy. And that, yeah, okay. <laughs> just clicking fingers. Exactly. I had to. Um, I had to rein it in, and I, I learned very fast. And then um, I managed lots of casting studios. Mm -hmm. um, then I opened All my own. Spotlight. So you were spotlight for ten years. Kind I was of... spotlight for sort of three years. Then okay. I moved to um, a casting studio called Take Five. Mm -hmm. Then I moved casting studio called the green room which had been going for years and was an institution wow. um, i think there were some good parties there back in the day from what i've heard um and then i started working as an assistant a casting assistant i worked as a casting assistant for about six years and then i was running a session and i met a director called sasha who you've had on yeah yeah and um and he said oh you know you're really good you should you know you should think about doing this by yourself and it was just one of those i'm i'll never forget it because wow. i always wanted to but i never thought i could and all it takes is just one person who you respect to say mm. well i think that you could um so and that's where it started really and then i started out on my own nice and then so just talk us through that process of suddenly real like because you know there's the it's not a fear but the kind of having a job and then suddenly kind of going, I'm going self-employed. I'm going, I'm going to make something on my own. Just talk mm -hmm. us through that process and what did you do and, and how did you find it? Uh, if I'm honest, it was very hard and it wasn't hard because of the work. It was hard because of the leap. And I think mm. that everyone says there's one way to be a casting director. And I, 
don't believe that personally. I think you can have your own route and people say you need to be, you know, an assistant for decades with a certain type of casting director and then you learn your ropes and you move on. And, um, and casting can be quite solitary. And I think because of that, it's very, very competitive. Mm. Um, and there's potentially, um, th I think there's room for a, a better support network um, for casting directors if you want to become a casting director. And, you know, I think we should get some mentoring um, going on because nice. it is very solitary. And I found it hard um, going out on my own because obviously I'd been an assistant for a long time and, and people uh, sort of are quite shocked when you when you make the big move. Mm. Um, and so anyone that's thinking about it, I would say, A, always email me and ask me any questions. I'm happy to help. Amazing. And B, don't let that get you down. Just do it because everyone did it at one point. Everyone flew the nest and you've, you've mm. got to do it. And um, it is competitive, but there is enough work for everyone. And um, don't let that kind of stop you, I think. Um, you'll know if you're good very quickly and you'll know if you're good enough. Um, and I don't think there's one route, you know, you need to be approachable. You need to not take yourself too seriously. You need to understand what makes a good actor. Um, and also you need to understand the process of casting and take that bit seriously. And I think if you've got all of those qualities, you can do it. Don't let someone tell you you can't because you haven't been an assistant for 25 years. You know? Yeah. And do, and is there, you know, having gone through, uh, having gone to different casting agencies or companies, whatever, you know, the green light and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Are there things that those top casting directors that you may have, you know, nick bits from, are there, is there like a core skeleton of things that casting directors do well and what, well, the best direct, the casting directors do well? Definitely. I learned a lot from all of them and everyone has their own, way um, and I think in you know that's that's heartening and everyone's bringing something different to it which is fantastic um, there was lots of things I learned about you know if you have uh, a, a great talent in the room don't overwork them <laughs> was always um, okay. something that that I would just just to kind of get into that little detail is that about not running the lines too much, you know, not asking too many questions, but, you know, say you've got a, a, a large star in the room. How do you manage those personalities then? I think um, regardless of level of talent, it's about the audition process um, uh, can be very difficult for actors and also directors because everyone's having to kind of, uh, really squash their creativity into that into that tiny moment and yeah. work their best with it. And I think that sometimes if you have an actor in the room who's really fantastic and is working really well, um, it, and or she is working really well, you can often um, rule them out of the job because you work them too far and they kind of do something then that puts people off. So you have to okay. um, be very careful about how you manage your talent in the room and if they've done, you know, a few good reads, it's important to leave it at that and um, and let them be, basically, because um, especially in a kind of commercial um, aspect, you know, clients can see things differently sometimes. So you want to give them their best shot. And it's about protecting them. I think that's the main thing that I learned as a casting director. You you must protect the actors as well as your clients. And mm. you're sort of the middle man or woman in, in that respect. 
And what um, makes a great read, like, you know, being an AD, I, I'm never in those rooms. I'm never part of that pre-production process. But for runners that might want to be directors that may never have been in that process but get thrown into it, what are they looking to get from a good read? What are they looking to find in the actor? Is it just a gut instinct or is there something that you as a professional that's been doing it for so long can kind of go, yeah, that's, that's, they've done a good read there. That's a good job. They've done well. I think on a very sort of basic level, uh, an actor needs to be able to take direction direction when under pressure and I think that that is often um, underestimated uh, that it's tough it's, right. it is tough in an audition scenario um, mm. because you've prepared and you've prepared and you've prepared and then someone throws you a curveball and I think it's very hard sometimes for actors to scrub away their their preparation and actually you know it is so collaborative obviously between director and actor that a director really wants to know that they can do that they can scrub it away and they'll be able to start again um, but also it's it's a very fine line between bringing your own interpretation of the role um, so I think that is really the kind of golden ticket for an actor if they can do that under pressure in in an audition scenario um and yeah it's about being playful i think and that's um as yourself and you know in your performance in the room i think that's really important amazing so your relationship then as a casting director what's is there is there a specific person or that's more important to you to as a working relationship so is like your your relationship with the director is is more important than it is with the producer or is there just like a, an array of people that you have to be able to communicate with and you talk to a lot um to mm -hmm. be able to become a great casting director i think the main sort of important connections are yeah producer and director and i think as a casting director what i've found is the more you put in the more you'll get back creatively sometimes casting can be quite an uncreative process depending on the project and actually if you really connect with your director they will fire ideas back at you and you will find yourself um in the mix of that collaboration as opposed to just providing a service and i think um that's really important and it's really nice as a casting director to you know for directors to ask your opinion about actors and um, mm. especially if you've seen them multiple times and you understand their performance so for example you know you could see an actor eight times and they could be brilliant and then one day they could do a bad read and it's my job to then say look i think they're worth looking at again mm. because that was just one bad day. Mm. Um, and, you know, a relationship with a producer is um, so important. And I think what I've learned is it's okay to get close to people and show your personality and mm. to have a sense of humor. Um, and yeah, for me, that is, you know, those are the key uh, relationships and they're very important and can be, you know, really, really beneficial to your career if you have a group of people around you who, care about you and, and respect your work and you've just got to be I sort of learned quite early on oh this is something where I just need to be good I just need to be good at it and I'll be accepted just work hard and be good and I think sometimes we can all get a bit sort of overwhelmed with who you have to be and I think mm. I learned with casting I don't have to be anyone I just need to be myself and be a good casting director and 
um, those relationships then happen naturally. Um, and it's, you know, to do with some very loyal producers and directors as to why, you know, um, I can possibly admit that I have some success today. So Amazing. And that, you know, that curveball that directors can kind of throw at, at actors. And you were saying like, you know, they've just got to be able to scrub that away in an instant. Is that something that you have to be able to do as a casting director? All of a sudden you kind of do, you know, you read the script, you have a, a picture of what it is that this person looks like. And then you have a chat with the director and you're like, oh, we're on a totally different wavelength. And now, you know, and then, and then does then the process become a clearer path for you? Yes, that often happens. I love um, being able to get my teeth into a project and coming up with my own lists. And then a director will come up with their list and you put the two and two together and sometimes they're beautifully linked and sometimes nice. <laughs> I thought, wow I've literally wasted a week um, <laughs> but it's all you know and then from making that list you've come across another 10 actors that you wouldn't have come across before hmm. um but yeah that can often happen and actually I worked on a project um it's a short film called Heron and you know, I was coming up with all these ideas that I thought were wonderful and the director wasn't quite sure about one of the roles. And, and then he suggested an actor called Tony Slattery, who had just at the yeah. time had an article in The Guardian about his struggle with addiction. Mm. Um, and it was such a curveball and we managed to get hold of him. And of course, now he's you know recently been in the press because he's talked very openly and very bravely about his struggles with addiction. Mm. And the film is coming out soon, and his performance is incredible. It's so so good, right. and I loved that moment. It was such a a great steer from the director, um, and I love it when that happens. And also, it just opens me up to a whole new you know set of people. So it's great. Amazing. This is great. I kind of feel like I'm I'm kind of getting shown behind the curtains of pre-production. I'm like, oh, look, this is how it works. This is amazing. I love it, man. Um, now, you have it's it's one of those that I always kind of want to ask processes from beginning from like pencil to invoice, and I feel mm. like we've kind of we dipped into it a bit, but just for for want of a better phrase, like a case study. I'm a you know I'm a director. I've got a um, a commercial that's coming up how do how does the process work from that initial contact to then getting to shoot and then once the shoots happened is that are you then out or are you then just onto another is it just the pre-production section that casting directors will kind of stay in or do you kind of work later into the process um it depends on the project but i have often gone to set as a casting director which is quite rare um mm. uh but that's because if we were dealing with, say, real people or a certain type of talent, then um, some directors I work with like me to go to set and, and basically make them feel at ease. Nice. Um, not like a chaperone, but I know you're like a, like a, a nice buffer between a world that they're not aware of. Or, you know, it's like I'm sure for someone, we call them real people, but we're all real people. But as in non-actors, you know, they turn up and they see 100 people on a film set. They can be scary. It's daunting. It's daunting. Yeah. And I think it's a really good idea um, for stuff like that, because uh, especially with real people, as we say, you know, that you're, you're going to get a better performance out of them if they're relaxed. And mm. I think personally, I think that's across the board. And that's what I try and do in the casting room. I think there's no need for a big buzzer, big red buzzer scenario, you know. <laughs> um, <it's> like <laughs> Simon <laughs> Cowell, like that. Yeah, like, 
<laughs> Thank you. Next. Um, <laughs> I, I understand it. It's old school and it, it, it feels good, but it's, it's dirty and wrong and there's no need for it. And I think, no. you know, it's a professional yeah. um, relationship between actors, you know, actors, actors are your best asset as a casting director. So yeah. look after them. <laughs> um, but yes, I've gone off point there. But what I'm trying to say is sometimes I go to set and I think that's a great idea. And but mostly with sort of straight casting, as it were, not real people, then you, my job is done once the talent is confirmed. Mm. Um, but yeah, it essentially means a producer calls me with a quote um, and then I have to get my head into the treatment and start thinking about actors and then, yeah, I go through the through the search process, basically. And there's obviously a big part of casting is, is money and, and working out what's the best money for your client and what's the best money for the talent mm. and trying to, you know, hit a nice middle ground there. Nice. And then, you're, you know, we're talking about kind of non-actors. Has, has that been something that's become, what's the word I'm looking for? Has that, you know, in lockdown period, is there more of that happening at the minute for you on a, on a personal level, or are you now finding just shooting with actors in their own homes? How, what, how's, how's lockdown been? Yeah, it's a bit of both. I think there has been a trend of um, real people developing. Um, you know, my background is casting actors and, and comedy, really. I'm, I'm mm. big into comedy, but yes, that has become, um, a trend as it were and especially in lockdown due to how people are isolating with one another mm. um, and in getting people to, you know real families um, and things like that has become quite popular for obvious reasons you know practically it makes sense yeah. and is that an easy process to, for you to to do or how does that differ you know because i guess you, you want to find an actor actress um do I say actor? Do I say actress? Is it just the one? Is it just actor? You can say actor for actress and actor. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. You so you can just miss say it like I do sometimes. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, you know, when you're trying to find an actor for something, there are very clear processes. You can go to this company, that website, here, you know, this, 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 and this. But when you're looking for a um, a non-acting family, does your process have to adjust or have you now just got a process that works for both? Uh, yeah, your process adjusts with real people and ideally you wouldn't just, you know, bung a breakdown out on Star Now. Um, not to say that's not a good route, but it it's not quite what it's about. Um, we, we just cast something actually um, and it was to find old people who hadn't used Zoom, but they needed to be able to use Zoom for the shoot. I'll just leave <laughs> that with you there. Yeah. <laughs> the irony of it. Have you ever used Zoom? Uh, yes, last week when we were talking. <laughs> no, Janine, no, it's not that. It's you say no. This is your first. Oh. So I'll that one call was one hour fifty six minutes, and we got to the point of resetting password. Oh, so yeah, no. that was a long one, but it was it was very re rewarding when they finally were on Zoom and they're you know right up in the camera. Oh, I love it. So yeah. And how do you find those people? So is it just, are they friends? Are they, are they colleagues? Are they just... I'd go to like Royal Horticultural Society and um, cool. people that are like on Britain in Bloom, um, things like that. You just have to think outside of the box, basically. Mm. And is there a lot of that, that that is useful for you? You know, have you ever got stuck on something? And, and sometimes I, I've asked directors, it's like, you know, how do you start your creative process? Is it to, to, to kind of manage problems or to, or to, 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 think of a, of a solution 
um do you have something similar that you have to do or do you just suddenly just bing i'm on the computer do you go for a walk just think about the character how do you start your your initial creative process um well, well i took up running uh about three years everyone ago. has oh Which, okay i thought you were gonna say in lockdown my life um, <laughs> it kept me out the pub more yeah not entirely, but more. A little bit more, and, yeah. And yeah, generally, you know, as I say, casting is, can be very solitary and you've got to check in with yourself sometimes. And I find that if I just send myself out on a run at lunch and come back, I can kind of, you know, mm. stop being so insecure about everything. Um, and Nobody loves me. Don't worry, go for a run, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which at first was, yeah, very painful. Um, Oh, can you believe Mikey Lavelle can run? He's he can run really fast. Well, I remember when he first started running, and it was like God. Bro, we were, it was probably I don't know. I'd say almost ten years ago, maybe eight, nine years ago, and I just and he was there, and he was just like smashing the paper. I was like, yes, bro! Like just I love it. It's amazing, and it just, you know he starts running. Yeah. Stride on him. Um. <laughs> the long legs. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Go. Um, but yeah, so creatively, I'll just, yeah, I'll come up with, um, yeah, how I'm going to action it, how I'm going to look for the talent. And do you write, do you do it like put up a mood board of, of, of faces of, um, you know, say if it's, if it, if you're looking for a specific person, do you kind of start thinking about their environment of where they live and picture their house and then picture their face? You know, do you have that kind of this equals that equals this equals ah oh, my yeah, person? So I think so in a way, um, if it's actors, you know, I, I look at the treatment and I'll go back through old lists and old projects and I, ha I keep a, a pad by the telly so that whenever I'm watching something and I like someone, I just scribble it down. Nice. I go back to it and I'm like, can't read it. But it, it, that is a very useful, you know, yeah, yeah. I have this comedy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Um, but with real people, yeah, I, I start thinking of groups. Where would you, what would those people do in their spare time? And that's generally how you tend to find them. I mean, yoga is just, you know, it's it's a wealth of people along with running yoga? clubs. Like that. Oh, is it? Yeah. Just type in yoga into Google. Yoga. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, I, I always love to just start asking about then your story. Now, we touch base, started off wanting to be an actress, actor, mm. sorry. Um, no. But was that was that something that you had from very early on? Did you always know that you want? Did you go to uni? Did you do a degree? Is it just was it just a passion that you always had the acting that then was the seed of casting directing? Yeah, I I had a. Um... I had a brief, um, I won't call it a career. Um, I had a phase. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got on screen, that's more than some. You know? It's a phase, don't worry, mum and dad, it's a phase. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was a musician for a while. Um, but I always knew that I loved the industry, I think. I think it filled, yeah. not to sound too intense, but it filled a space in me somewhere that, um, felt good hmm. um but i think you know i feel really happy now um because i can be myself while still being in that industry and not have to be you know so insecure about everything all the time but i think i always knew i'd end up in something creative um and my parents obviously thrilled with that thrilled oh they didn't they didn't want you to be a structural engineer no 
<laughs> no, of course not. No. <laughs> the nine to five. When, and and this is and I, you know, my parents are amazing. And when my dad was self-employed for for years and years, but even when I started, my mom would always still go to me. But you know, the running's fun. But when are you going to get a proper job? I'm like, Dad, Dad like, why is it? You know, what's going on here? It's amazing. When are you going to get a proper job? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Sorry, Mum. I remember actually meeting a girlfriend at the time, meeting her parents, and, her, and I was talking about a camera. I think I was 26. And I said something like, oh, I'd really like to, um, I'd really like to buy that camera, actually. And she went, well, you can do that when you've got a proper job. <gasps> I was like, oh, Whoa. So we've suddenly just broken up. <laughs> uh, okay, bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, no, my parents were perfectly supportive and they let me do whatever I want, really. Mm. But um, yeah, it was definitely a large part of my childhood along with various other phases yeah of wanting to be pro mountain biker that was a weird one brilliant yeah what stopped that i was a massive tomboy oh i've just bought a bike amazing i literally found the last one in the uk i think well push bike like mountain mountain bike or or... full suspension (laughs) stick a little gopro on we'd like to see the like that where would you go snowdonia or something Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with Red Hill and let's go from there. The supermarket. <laughs> nice. Well, look, we're kind of, we're, it feels like we're getting close to about the 40-ish minute mark. And I always like to save a little bit of chunk of time at the end just for a bit of advice and, and then the shout out. So, you know, you've you've been doing it now for X amount of years and you you feel it sounds like you feel safe and secure in where you are and what you do and 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 your kind of your place in this big family that we call the the film industry mm. if you were to we'll start off with advice for yourself so what would you say to that younger self and i don't know you know whatever point it would be but what would you then say to to yourself and and why and why would you say it? um i think uh, someone once said, I, someone once said to me, um, it's, it's a quote from the Mitford sisters, but darling, nobody's looking at you. And I just think that's nice. great. And you, you, yeah. you can't forget that in this industry, just play your part, do it really well. Someone else ha- always has someone to answer to. Mm. Don't take things personally. Um, and don't be in it for reassurance. You know, the reassurance is you've done the job and it's all gone really well. And you very rarely get a well done. And and that's fine. You know, that's how it should be. You you must just, you know, work hard um, and finish the job, basically. And I think, yeah, take things less personally um, is is a good one. And, and to try to be less sensitive. I think I was a very sensitive um teenager everyone well, says the same you know that you're not the first person to said just don't take it too personal just like, mm-hmm. like just it as you said and, and i love that first little quote no one's looking at you it's not and in, in you know it's like it's not all about you at this mm-hmm. point time there's other bigger things happening love exactly that. you can't take yourself too seriously i remember someone emailing me about a job um, and it said, last minute, um, need to cast a pretend swingers website. Now, this was actually for a very reputable company, let me say. And I think the campaign won an award. And, you know, the moment you get an email and the subject is black budgie smugglers, you're like, why am I, why am I worrying? <laughs> What's the way? Yeah, just relax. <laughs> just relax. Yeah. Uh, so, 
yeah, don't take yourself too seriously, but be good. Mm. I keep saying be good. It sounds so trite, but... What do you mean by be good? I think sometimes I overcomplicate things. I'm someone who thinks about all parts of the process of the job. And actually, I need to remind myself sometimes, I just, you know, what my part is and um, to execute that to the best of my ability and stop worrying about uh, the project as a whole. You know, there's so many experienced people um, involved always. And Mm. it's about passing it on you know you do your bit and then you pass it on it's like pass the parcel um and then eventually something great comes out of it and it's just trusting that process Mm. and have you got have is there is there like i guess was there a job where you suddenly and i know i kind of think i've semi touched on it before but is there a job that you or, or a cast member or a project that you did and you put them forward and it all went amazingly and that was the point where you were like Oh, fuck yeah, I'm all right at this job. I like this. This is for me. Yeah, I have those brief moments um, occasionally. I think, uh, yes, I did something recently which is in development now. Um, It's called Idiots and it's a a sitcom. It's very funny, um, written by Charlotte Soans and Georgia McKenzie. And they basically said, you cast it and we'll go with it. Wow. Uh, and got, that feels like a massive massive like that feels was, big it was really really refreshing um mm. and of course they had the final say but it was i felt really good that they trusted me with that especially as it's comedy because i i love it and yeah we got a great cast in the end so mm. i think that was the moment that i thought oh you know what yeah i can do it and why comedy because you've said it a couple of times where you're like you love the comedy is that is that uh, is that something that you were interested in as, as an actor or is it just something that resonates within you that you just love one making people laugh hearing people laugh you know reading good comedy scripts um well to be honest with you mate you've seen my energy it's quite um <laughs> it's up there wait it's quite specific isn't we it we are the same <laughs> fucking we're the same like if, like yeah. and there i know so ladies and gents just so you know this is the first time that we've actually spoken to each other. We don't know. I've never met you before. We've, this is the first time. And as I said, the wonderful Michael Lavelle put us in touch. And, you know, we're all, it's all very busy. Even though it's locked down, we've still got, you know, kids to look after and jobs to do and all the rest of it. So we did a very quick little message on, on WhatsApp. And then we ended up just kind of firing little voice messages. And, I, and it was like the first, <laughs> the first voice message that, that ever left me. I was like, we're going to fucking get on like a house on fire. I'm going to love this. <laughs> it's amazing. As I said, love a voice note. Love a um, voice note. Yeah. Uh, I, I like comedy because I think my energy um, relax. You know, I, it relaxes me. And I yeah. think it hopefully relaxes the actors that come in the room as well. Mm. And, amazing. You know, why not laugh on a job? What? If you can. Yeah, this, the stress kills all creativity, I think. You know, if you get if you're on if you're on a stressy set and a walk and an actor walks onto that, they can tell they've got a you know you, there's uh, whatever it could be energy mm-hmm. or vibrate you know however you want to describe it, but that you can tell a tense set, and that's just yeah. going to kill any sort of creative juices that that actors would have. Absolutely, absolutely. And then so advice to, and I guess oh, yeah. it feels like I want to I want to ask about advice for actors that that might want to just hear from a casting director about you know what they can do to not be better but maybe 
any advice going through that casting process if they're new to it and then any advice to younger casting directors or assistants or you know i don't know the chain of command but the the, the this the levels below you as a casting director i'd love a little bit just back to them if that's cool okay i'll try and be um concise i think for actors don't think too much i think actors constantly have a, a monitor which is great and what makes them brilliant um but you know do your bit and then rely on other people to, to sort of make the decisions. I think I often find actors are already talking themselves out of a job. They've decided it's not right for them or they're mm. not going to get it. And actually the, the process changes so quickly that to the point where you get in the room, the whole brief could have changed and maybe you weren't quite right before. And now you're absolutely perfect for it. So um, I would just say to, to trust in the process as a whole and just, um, you know, do your part and um, hopefully the rest will fall into place. Um, and yeah, just listen, I think. I think a lot of actors, when they're nervous, they, they can maybe not listen as much um, to the direction and, and that is the key. Um, but I think in general, actors are wonderful and yeah, I love working with them and they've always been very kind to me. Um, and with regard to, yeah, casting assistants, I think, know that you're going to work really late and be on your phone a lot um, and just accept that that will be part of the process until you learn that at a certain time in the evening you eat and you don't look at your phone you have to be willing to be flexible everything's very last minute um, you need a really good work work ethic and attention to detail but what i would say which i sort of wish had happened to me in a way, do email casting directors and ask advice and help. And I think we should start trying to promote that in, mm. in our sector, that, that people can come to you and learn things and, and have, as I say, some kind of mentor. It's really, really important. Otherwise you're only learning from your mistakes. Mm. And as good as that is, sometimes you just need some help. Um, so I would say, you know, don't, don't let the kind of the, the traditional setup um, stop you from doing that amazing oh what a chat <laughs> so we're gonna that's i feel well, like we're not, my wife's relieved you've taken an hour of chat away from her so. <laughs> <laughs> well you can tell her you're welcome uh, it's not a problem um so now we get to the last little bit which is the shout outs it's and i, and I kind of quite like the whole idea of well i don't know well, I don't know. I've kind of started using it as like, right, it's your Oscar acceptance speech time to time, just to kind of think about anyone that you want to say thank you to or a, sh a project that you want to give a shout out to or a, an organization or something like that. So I now push my chair away from the microphone um, and I give the floor to you. So who would you like to give a shout out to? Okay. Um, Sasha Nathwani, who gave Big me up. Big man. <laughs> um, and all look familiar, actually. They've yeah. been brilliant. Um, of course, the wonderful Michael Lavelle, um, who's been extremely supportive, and also Emily Rowan, who runs Coptic Street Studios. Big shout out to them for the, for the studio. Use their studio. Um, she's wonderful. Um, what are they called again? Coptic Street Studios. Coptic. Emily. Yeah, Emily Cop runs it. Dot com. Um, yeah, and uh, Newman Studios have been very good to me. Um, Chris Faith, director, Ben Green, Johnny Kite, who directed Heron. It, he's also a producer. 
um, oh God, I feel like this is my wedding and I'm missing people out. <laughs> <laughs> I, missed, I missed out both my ushers. Oh. Um, I think that's, yeah. Well, give them a shout out now. Give them the shout out now. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, actually they're in the industry, which was really well. Jim Arnold, who's a casting director in his own right, wonderful casting director, and Luke Brady, who um, who works for Casting Networks. Oh my Jim God, and Luke. so much better. I've managed Jim to Jim and that. Luke. There you go. See, you were saving it. You were like, I'm going to give you a bigger, a bigger platform that will last forever. And, you know, that's it. There were 90 people at my wedding. God knows how many people are going to listen to this. Booyah! Hopefully 90. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Come on. Oh, amazing. Oh, well, look, and then... Oh, it's been so lovely to chat. Oh, dude, it's been amazing. This is, well, I'll probably, you know, let's let's do this. Let's just start. Let's... This. Do people, do, I bet people say that you're a bit like Joe Wicks, don't they? Yes, they, they have, which is slightly annoying because I'm like, mm, I've got like the little tubby dad bod and it kind of makes me feel like I should be getting a six pack. I'm like, oh, and my wife's been doing the Joe Wicks since day one of lockdown. Every morning, nine o'clock, she's been down there and I'm like, oh, that's... There I am. And the neighbours, they, they, they convinced their little kids that I was Joe Wicks. I was like, I'll give you a shout out tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Just go down in a Spider-Man costume or something. <laughs> oh, God. Well, look, if you're ever looking for a slightly tubby Joe Wicks kind of semi, look at that. Hello. Hello. It's, Hello. Un- it's uncanny. <laughs> oh, well, look, thank you so much for coming on and, and giving us an hour of your time. Um, thanks for I like really had a great chat. Uh, it's been I had a brilliant fucking time. Um, so thank you, uh, thank you to your wife for the for the for taking away an hour of her time from. from... She'll live, yeah. <laughs> um, and and I guess the last thanks goes out to all of you lovely listeners who have been listening since the beginning of March when we started this podcast, and um, we're kind of you know, getting close to, oh, it's just madness. We're, we, we've trended in, in six of the seven continents. We've just got to try and break Antarctica. Come on, let's try and do this. Anyone in Antarctica, get, you know, start listening. Um, so I've just, I've had an amazing journey so far, ladies and gents. So thank you from me for listening. Um, share this to, to the students or anyone that you think is should be and could be a great casting director. Um, and big love keep safe and until we meet again ladies and gents that is a wrap so that was a chat with the king or queen in the game i'll give it a shout at the end so you all know the name it's the film gods podcast the what the film god podcast